This is Island Reflections. I'm Cindy Rickskers. I never figure coin when adjusting my checkbook. If I deposit $438.87, I only add in $438. If I write a check for $12.02, I subtract $13. Most errors occur in adding and subtracting the coin, and I've eliminated it. I've also given myself a little cushion. If I forget to subtract the $2.50 service charge each month, I'm covered. If I forget to enter a check or debit from my account, I'm usually okay. With nothing more than the coin, I accumulate a couple hundred dollars each year. It's a nice little bonus. Sometimes it covers a little trip away. Sometimes it gets me out of a bind caused by an illness or an unforeseen auto repair bill. A few years ago, with no other pressing needs, I used it to buy a camera. It's nothing fancy, just a little point and shoot, but I enjoy it immensely. Because I got it with leftover coin, it seems like a gift. I take more photos in the fall than any other time of the year. Change is what I'm documenting. Leaves turn from ordinary and expected greens to a wealth of gold, red, orange, purple colors that continue to delight, amaze, and surprise me, though I've been observing this process for more than 60 years. Yesterday, the temperature dropped more than 10 degrees midday. In one day, we might see rain here on Beaver Island, then sleet, then snow, and beautiful blue skies and bright sun in between. Changes the way we make note of our lives as we live. It's not always as pleasurable as watching autumn colors. It includes where did this summer go, and where did these wrinkles come from, and how did it happen that my precious babies are now grown with problems and disappointments of their own. It includes loss and death. In fact, I was going to title this piece, Change and Disappointment. Beaver Island is losing its beech trees, every one. A disease that infected them years ago is taking them down. The woods are littered with their fallen majesty. Every windstorm adds to the toll. As if that weren't enough, fallen trees take out the electrical power and block roadways. Even I can see the sheer audacity of that statement. Bad enough that an entire species of hundred-year-old trees is dying, but it's inconveniencing me as well. Shame on me, as I continue, self-centeredly. A Deer Island gentleman passed away recently, an old friend of my father's. This week we lost a formidable, fun-loving woman who taught my oldest daughter in grade school. Last week a man died, the father of an old friend who I'd known for 50 years. As children, we'd raid his food stores for our midnight snacks. We'd roll our eyes at his commentary as he drove us to the Pix Theater for movies. His voice, downstairs talking on the ham radio, was background to our whispered midnight conversations. He was an integral part of my childhood. I suffered a huge letdown with another project last week, which has caused a total upheaval in the process. I can't quite make sense of it yet or form words to describe the disappointment and fear, but I forge on. Forge on through disappointment and loss, I tell myself. Make the most of change. With thoughts like that, I headed down the Fox Lake Road last week, planning to be on time for work at the hardware store, which was the only job at that time that was not causing me grief. A large beech tree had fallen across the road, blocking my path. I couldn't move it. What could I do? I could back up on curvy road with dust-covered windows more than a quarter mile to a place where I could turn around, then backtrack and take the long route to town. I could sit and wait for someone to come 
that could help me move the tree or that could cut it out of the way. I could go around it, maybe. I got out and paced the distance from the end of the tree across to the drivable shoulder and off to the nearest barrier, which was a cluster of small trees. I might just make it if I aimed just right and turned just so and didn't flatten my tire rolling over the end of the tree trunk. Well, I didn't. I got wedged in between the tree trunk in the road and the cluster of small trees off the road. After inching forward and back, forever it seemed, to dislodge the car, I thought a bold push forward was necessary to get past a tiny fingerling tree that was just holding me up. I tore the mirror right off the passenger side of my good little car. I've been so very appreciative of this car and so careful of it, I wanted to just cry. I hate to admit I also toyed with the notion of titling this piece First Blood to mark the first damage incurred on my watch. So much for getting to work on time. So much for forging on with good spirits. So much for making the best of change. And yet, change is not only the things that happen out of our control that we fight and rail against and mourn for. Change is also what is left. Change is the coin left over when you break a dollar. The eyes of small children twinkle when they give you one thing, a dollar bill, and they get back many shiny things in return. We adults all know it's not as much, but oh, to look through the eyes of a child and see that way. From my own experience, I know how change can accumulate. For every loss, no matter how great, something is left, something is gained. For all of my self-centered melodrama, I still have an exciting business, I still have a working vehicle. When one sense is lost, the other senses are heightened. When a loved one dies, we look with renewed love and appreciation to those who are still with us. Every memory becomes more precious. The task is to take what is left and live with it. Let it grow. Let it accumulate. Let it be. Sometimes, as in the autumn colors all around, what's left is glorious. That's today's Island Reflection. I'm Cindy Rixkers.